You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. The Bible talks about it. It says that we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. And I am absolutely honored that you all decided to join me today. Go ahead, take a listen to this. You could even tell everybody that you know about it. Have them tune in, chime in, because I believe that God has a word for you today. I believe the message will bless your life tremendously. We are going to be talking about literally intimacy with God, becoming closer with God. Um, as the scripture talks about call unto me. And so we're going to jump right into that. But before we do, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father God, for this atmosphere. I thank you, Father, it's an atmosphere that is conducive to your word, that conducive to miracle signs and, and wonders that literally is prepared. It is ready, Father, that so that you can move and have your way during this time. I ask you, Father, in this episode, in the name of Jesus, that the people who are watching, that their lives are changed, that literally whatever it is that they've gone through, Father, or whatever that's on their minds right now, I thank you, God, that they cast it off, that they cast it aside, that they put it aside so that they can be tuned in, that their hearts are receptive, their minds are uh, renewed and ready to receive what it is that you're saying. We just ask you, Father, for just covering, keeping them and protecting them and allowing them, Father God, to eat of this word and be satisfied and fulfilled. Give you all the praise, the glory, the honor in Jesus' majestic name. Amen. Amen. So again, thank you so much for joining me. I'm absolutely honored to come before you. I don't take it lightly to be a vessel of God. And so um, I, I wanted to, uh, God had me do this message about intimacy, about the uh, calling unto him um, because it is about intimacy. It is about becoming closer to God. It is about literally God speaking to us and telling us things that we don't even know the secrets of literally that we can only find out within his presence. And it reminds me of Jeremiah 33 and three. And that says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God is requiring that. He's requiring more of us. He is literally requiring and asking us to give us, to, asking us to give more of ourselves to him. In all actuality, what this is doing is connecting us with God. And it's really more of our benefit because it allows us to um, grow and to go to places that we've only dreamt of. God is wanting us in this place of intimacy, like the scripture talked about, to reveal new things to us, secrets to us, to uncover things to us. It is a, literally a place of vulnerability, a place of love. And this is where he's saying, come in, rest. I have things to tell you. I want to refill you in this place. There's something I want to show you about this next season. And so we have to understand that Tuning into God, becoming more intimate with God can do many things for us, such as it can strengthen our faith. It can help us in our weakest moments. It can help us know um, needed instructions can guide us on which way to go when we don't have, we have no idea what to do. It can help us stay on the path that God has set us on. And these are just a few things that can happen when we, you know, take the time to be more intimate with God. When we spend time with him, when we open up ourselves to really uh, embrace who God really is. And so as we read about the journey that Jesus took, I want to highlight and stay focused on him for quite some time during this message, like his journey. Um, 
we can't overlook the moments where Jesus went away to pray and to commune with God. Even though he's 100% God, 100% man, still those moments were some very, very vital moments that I think we need to pay more attention to. Because in those moments, I believe that he was revived, that he felt courage, especially during his garden experience in order to be able to fulfill his assignment. And so I, uh, I believe that we have to have that mindset like Jesus did. And I want to jump right into some scriptures um, that can show us a few things. And so I want us to read John and you can write it down, jot it down, John 5, 19 through 20. And it says, Jesus gave them this answer. And so it says, verily, truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever his father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. And so this is a reminder in order for Jesus to be able to say that this is a reminder that he had to spend some time with God, <laughs> you know, in order to do what he's seen his father do, to say what he um, heard his father say, that requires time with God. And I think, again, that it's time that we focus more on those moments, especially um, during this season. And I felt so, 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 so led to release this message. And I know God gives it to me first. I eat of it, then I give it back. But um, we cannot overlook these moments because it's strategic. It is not by accident, but it's strategic um, because in those moments when we spend time with God, we can learn so much more about ourselves and, of course, about God. And it's in those moments that God can tell us things again that we don't know yet. And in those moments, we can literally begin to hear him so clear like we've never heard him before. God is desiring that from us. In those moments, again, we find the courage that we need to proceed like Jesus did to finish our assignments. Not only did Jesus find courage in vulnerable moments with prayer, but we can when we feel like we just don't have what it takes to fulfill the assignment. And we feel like we just don't know which route to take or what to do in our moments of prayer, in our moments of spending time with God, we literally can, um, you know, get what we need to proceed. And so I, I want, and I'm strategically, we're going to read some scripture that we've all heard of, but I'm strategically highlighting points that we may not look at for a reason, because we have to keep in mind that even after Jesus healed the sick, it talks about in the Bible, delivered people, performed miracles, he went away and he prayed. I want to highlight in the majority of Matthew, it literally showed how people followed Jesus everywhere he went. He literally had to send them away at times, but he said, um, not to say, you know, I'm not going to help you, but to do what he needed to do. They needed him. They wanted him, but he still took the time to get alone and to pray. We have to, and I'm repeating that for a reason. I want us to catch this. We must do the same. No matter how much we are pulled on, we are tugged on, we must reconnect or connect to the source. Sometimes we have to send people away just so that we can be refilled. At times, we need to focus on our inner man in order for God to really use us the way that he sees fit. You have to keep in mind that we can only pour as God fills us. If we are all poured out, what can we give? What do we have to give? 
We have to be good stewards over the anointing as well. Our bodies, our souls, spirits must be tended to. This is some practical things that we cannot, we can't ignore. We want to do a lot of things supernaturally. God, use me, use me, use me, use me. But there's times where we got to plug back in. You think about a cell phone, using a cell phone all day. Guess what? The battery goes down and you have to charge it up to give it back juice so that you can use it again. It's the same thing with us. Sometimes we, um, it's the same thing again with us. And so, and I really, really, really felt led to do this message. I know God was tugging on me. But it's for a lot of people, especially leaders in, um, in ministry and stuff. And so um, there are some people who need to be refreshed right now. Some people who have been going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny. And you don't know how to say no. I want to share this with you right now. In order for you to continually hear God, what he's saying for you to do about your next you must recharge. This is not by accident that you are listening to this right now. You must recharge. In order to hear God, it's time to get away. Even if it's for a moment, a day, a few hours, you know, you must know that you have to recharge. And so, and recharging is giving that time of intimacy with God. That means no distractions. That means whatever he wants you to do. If he wants you to sing for an hour, let that be your intimate time with God to recharge. Don't be afraid to step away and have those mountaintop experiences. Yes, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you right there. You're saying, my gosh, you speak. Yes, I'm speaking to you because God is saying there's so much more that I want to do for you and to use you. However, you have to plug back into me to recharge. Don't be afraid to make boundaries with people. We don't hear this a lot. You know, we hear everything somebody asks you to do, you have to do. That's not God. It's not God. We do what we're led to do by God. And of course, you know, out of order and respect and stuff like that. However, don't be afraid to make boundaries with people. You must be filled in order to be poured out. Put away excuses, put distractions away. Let God fill you. Um, and so... Again, and, and I even feel like um, definitely like this message or this this portion of the message is really for those um, who are in leadership, who have a level, a greater level of influence here in ministry, um, heavy mantle. And you have been feeling like something is missing or you've been waiting on, OK, God, I'm waiting on this next release, this next thing to happen. But I want to encourage you to let you know that that next answer that you're waiting on is in your time with God. It is in that secret place. It is in that time alone with God. You have to get alone in order to hear him. It's so imperative, you guys, because some assignments that you thought you would do or places you would go, guess what? God is going to give you clarity and he's actually reassigning some things. We have to tap into his spirit for our next instructions. God is doing a new thing. And in order for a new thing, <clears throat> In order for us to know about a new thing and how that's going to happen, we have to stay tuned in. My question to you is, will you obey his voice? Even if you're inconvenienced, even if you say it's uncomfortable, even if you're so set in your ways and your schedule, will you obey God's voice? Will you take the time for self and take the time to tune in, to recharge, to reconnect back with him? 
And so I wanted to share that. I want to release that. So we're going to get to the scriptures again um, <clears throat> within these scriptures. Excuse me. Within these scriptures, I want to highlight a couple things that normally may not be highlighted, but um, Matthew 14, 22 says immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. That's strategic, you guys. And it says, and when he sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. It doesn't matter if this was the only section or scripture within the Bible regarding this. It is huge. It is huge because if Jesus needed to do that, you guys, we definitely have to do that. And so it says, now when evening came, he was alone there. This is confirmation. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves. And it says, for the wind, as for the wind was contrary. And so um, Matthew 8, 18 to, through 23, I'm going to read this. And it says, and when Jesus saw the great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. It says, then a certain scribe came and said to him, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. And verse 23, it says, and when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea. Great storm. It says so that the boat was covered with waves, but he was asleep. I literally am going to stop right there because I want to highlight that. It says, but he was asleep. Jesus, once again, and before I have ministered this um, with about peace, being God, being peace, him, him being on the boat. You know, him understanding uh, certain situations are used for his glory. But this time I want to highlight this in the he was asleep part because Jesus, once again, he had many people following him. He was in great demand, as we may, as we may say. But he realized after administering to many that he got on the boat, he needed some sleep. He went to sleep. I'm not focusing again on the storm part within this passage. I want to highlight this again because it is a reminder that we can be called to so many areas within our lives. We can give all of ourselves, but not get the rest that we need. We have to do like Jesus again, being a hundred percent God, hundred percent man, but he still needed rest. He still needed rest. Even though we are led by the spirit of God, we must learn to rest. And I believe that this message, again, is hitting home for many of us right now, including myself. We're not listening to the listening to this by accident. We must rest in your resting. You can connect with God in your resting and you're hearing God and you're seeking him. You can become rejuvenated. Another example, um, going to be a few examples that I'm going to use, but another example, Matthew 17, starting at verse one. Now, after six days, Jesus took um, Peter, James and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before him 
before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Then Jesus answered and then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. So I put this example in here because the mountaintop, when you hear about the mountaintop, they went up to the mountain. A lot of times that it speaks of communion or time with God and it's getting away to spend time with God. When Jesus and some of his disciples went up to the mountain, they had a spiritual connection and encounter that literally only could happen as they were obedient to come up to the mountain as Jesus had commanded. And that's what God wants to have with us. He wants to have those mountaintop experiences but will we clear our schedule to do that? Will we set aside the set aside the time to do that? This is the time and the hour in the season. Literally, God is doing amazing things for our lives, but we cannot forget those moments, those uh, critical moments that will keep us uh, positioned. It'll keep us postured. It'll keep us connected with God. And so, I want to also I want to read um, this example in regards to. How going to God or connecting to him in prayer, it helps strengthen strengthen us to give us courage to fulfill our assignments. Again, talking about Jesus, Matthew 26, 36 to 46. It says, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrow, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping and he said, Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into, enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and he prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if the cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again for his eyes, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them. So he left them, went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. The son of man is being betrayed into the hand of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. There's so much within the scripture. Again, you will look at it in a different light, uh, you know, um, in, in other instances. However, Jesus uh, was used mightily all throughout the Bible, you know, all throughout the book, well, all throughout the New Testament, the book. Um, then we get to the end of it and he shows us how much we need to stay connected to the source. Literally, Jesus went to the Father in moments of desperation, in moments of vulnerability. I believe this scripture, it helps us realize that no matter how much we're used by God, no matter how many signs, wonders, miracles that God um, works through us, you know, from him working through us, we still need that connection. 
he conversed with God back and forth. He conversed that, you know, if it's your will, if not, okay. He heard from him. He got what he needed. He got the, we'll say a level of peace that he needed, but it only happened with that connection with going away with, with hearing him in a, a moment of desperation, a moment that was uncomfortable for him. We need that connection. We need that renewal. We need that confirmation. He is our connection. God is the reason that we can proceed. He is. And so also seeing that Jesus uh, approached God gives us confidence that we can approach him and experience that intimacy that he desires for us to have, not only in moments of desperation or vulnerability, but period. As Hebrews 4, 16 reminds us, it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may, may obtain mercy and find uh Mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So our approaching God in prayer and in time of need will be heard. You need to understand that knowing that God, he does hear us and um, hearing us and approaching God is a level of confidence of faith that is built while building a relationship in God or with God. And so I want to um, give another example or read another example in regards to this. Because it's imperative, we just need to see the different the different ways um, how beneficial prayer can be, how beneficial connecting with God can be. But in Exodus thirty four, Exodus thirty four talks about Moses and the Ten Commandments, and it says, um, "And the Lord said to Moses, Cut two tablets of stone like the first ones, and I will write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. So be ready in the morning and come up." And it says, and be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me there on the top of the mountain. And no man shall come with you and let no man be seen throughout all of the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain. So he cut two tablets of stone like the first one. Then Moses rose early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him. And he took in his hand the two tablets of stone. Now the Lord descended in the cloud and he stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin by no means. Um, by no means clearing the guilt, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generations. So Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worship. Then he said, if now I have found grace in your sight, O Lord, let my uh, Lord, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray, go among us, even though we are stiff necked people and pardon our iniquity and our sin and take and take us as your inheritance. And he said, behold, I make a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels as such as have been not been done in all of the earth, nor in any nation and all the people whom you have seen shall see, shall see the work of the Lord. For it is an awesome thing that I will do. It was an awesome thing that I would do with you. Observe what I command you this day. Behold, I am driving out the Amorite, the Canaanite, Hittite, Pezzarite, Hiv, the uh, Hivite, and just in uh, Jebusite. Take heed to yourself, um, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it be a snare in your midst. But you shall destroy their altars, break their sacred pillars, and cut down their wooden images. 
for you shall worship no other God. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they play the harlot with their gods and make sacrifice to their gods. And one of them invites you and eat of this sacrifice, and you take of his daughters and your sons. And your daughters play the harlot with their gods and make your sons play harlot with their gods. You shall... Um, you shall make no molding gods for yourself. The feast of the unleavened bread, you shall keep seven days. You shall eat unleavened bread. And I commanded you in the appointed time of the month, Abed, for the month of Abed, you come out of Egypt. And it says, all that um, open who uh, open the womb are mine and every male firstborn among your livestock, whether ox or sheep, but the firstborn of the donkey, you shall redeem with the lamb. And if you will not redeem him, then you shall break his neck and all the firstborn of your sons you shall redeem. It says, and none shall appear before me empty handed. And it goes on six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. And it says, and plowing time and in, in harvest you shall rest. And you shall observe the feast of weeks, of firstborn of the wheat harvest and the feast of in gathering at the year end, three times in the year, all your men shall appear before the Lord, the Lord God of Israel, for I will cast out the nations before you and enlarge your borders. Neither will any man covet your land when you go up to appear before the Lord, your God, three times a year. It says, you shall not offer um, blood of my sacrifice with leaven, nor shall the sacrifice of the feast of the pa uh, Passover be left until morning. And it says, the first of your firstborn of land you shall bring forth to the house of the Lord your God. And it says, you shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Then the Lord God said to uh, Moses, write these words, for according to the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with you in Israel. So he was there for 40 days and 40 nights, neither ate bread nor drank water. And he wrote this on the tablets of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. I had to read all of that because... Um, this reminds us that when we follow the instructions of God and spend time with him, we can get insight. We can get guidance. We can get instructions that we need for our assignments. It's in those times where um, when we spend the quality time with God that we can hear him and hear him clearer and elevation happens and spending time with him. Is not only for us, but it is for the benefit of the other people. Moses literally did that, not for himself, not just for himself, but for other people. Know that the more we tune into God, the more we can know his voice. There will be many voices around us, but knowing his voice can save us. And so I literally had to read that to, to let you understand. You see how much God talked to him? That came with the relationship with him. That came with him being obedient and trusting him. And that is what God wants to do for you. Not only in the time of a desperate times, not only a time where we're like, um, you know, vulnerable Lord, I need you to tell you to change right now. I need things to change, you know, and not only in those uh, times or um Whatever the situation may be, but God is here to give us instructions. He's here to help us uh, help other people. All of that comes from being intimate and listening to his voice. It talks about in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they followed me. So now it's time to follow God's voice like never before. We are the children of God and he has the answers that we need to proceed. The people are looking, some people out there are looking for peace. They are looking for wholeness. And guess what? We have the answer. It is in God. So literally let us tune in. No more excuses. Get the rest you need. Um, let God show you 
what's going on in your now and in your future for your next. I pray that this message bless you powerfully. Stay encouraged. Keep supporting HSBN. Visit me at www.ericadhomes.com. Remember to renew your mind as the gold mine. Love you guys. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with Aerie.